and welcome to the Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is my husband, John. I'm husband, John. Hello, husband, John. How's it going? I'm here to make love and watch Dexter. Oh, and I'm one down, another one to go. Yep, I've watched a lot of Dexter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yes, so we are married couple. We watch TV right now. We are watching Dexter in preparation for season nine. Which, yes. so we put out a spoiler episode uh, the day before this one goes out. And in it, we, we go over some stuff. So we should go over it again in case you didn't listen to the spoiler stuff. So we have a release date for season nine, which is awesome. Woo! It's November 7th, which is a whole extra month. Yes, that's a whole extra month than we were anticipating. So <laughs> that does mean our episodes won't be five days a week. They'll be four days a week instead. Oh, thank God. Oh, my yeah. God. That's amazing. <laughs> that's the best news you could have told me. They'll actually, they'll actually be on time. Yeah, they will. Because <laughs> we won't have a thousand to do. Even that one off is going to help. So yay. Yay. So yeah, thank you guys for, for bearing with us. So while we did, we really did our best to do five episodes a week. But. It came out mostly around the same time. Well, and then the announcement came out, and yeah. we already had a, a, we had so many episodes banked. Yeah. That we were like, let's just finish that out and then do the season nine thing. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so yeah uh, we definitely encourage you guys to take a listen to our our talk about the new season and the trailer and everything that went out. Unless you don't want to get anything spoiled, then, exactly. then don't listen to it. <laughs> well, we are here today on Season 4, Episode 8, Roadkill. Ooh! You ready to go in? Oh, yes! I'm ready to dive on in. So we start off with Dex in his Dexter shed. We get to see it. We get to see him use it. And yes! do the things. Dex shed in action. I do think the shed works a little bit better in theory. Or maybe it does uh, works a bit better on paper. Okay. It's a weird thing to really have. Like, it's a cute way to put a Band-Aid yeah. on the, the family thing and be like, hey, we can get rid of your apartment. We have right. space for you. Here it is. And it works. But then when you see it in practice, it's really small. It looks like a shitty little shed. Yeah. Most of his things are in the big Tupperware yeah. bins. Well, and imagine what, like, Cody tells his friends. They're like, where's your dad? He's like, oh, he's in his shed. It's a it's, tiny shed. Yeah. It's dark. Let's just be clear. Everyone thinks it's his porn shed. Oh, yeah. Entirely. He goes in there with his laptop and... He just sits in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird. Like, I do think it I would like make, it for the show. Yes, I like it for the show, too. I think in, like, actuality, yeah. him having an office makes a little more sense. Like Miguel's, if they exactly. had a bigger place. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Well, for shed. Ooh, <laughs> uh, Dex is feeling guilt over his botched kill from the last episode. Yes, I liked this conversation that he was having with himself because mm-hmm. I think it it addressed some of those things that I was worried about the last episode, such as where, uh, where he's he was so focused on killing an innocent man in at the end of the last episode. Sure. Whereas this one, when he's in the shed and he's contemplating everything, he's actually putting the guilt in a better place. Like he mentions Trinity so many times that, that you, I, you can tell that's where he's actually feeling the guilt. And 
Thank you. That it, yeah, he he should have killed Trinity instead of killing uh, Pharaoh. Yes, exactly. He, exactly. So, but this, the whole thing definitely has him very rattled. Exactly, and I like this because this gets Dex back on track, kind of like Dundee. So the Lundy, Deb shooting. Yes. I'm just gonna call Dundee from now on. That okay. event was called what was the Dundee shooting. It's the worst Dundee ever. The worst Dundee. <laughs> no Dundees at our Chili's. Just, <laughs> what if it was in front? Of, what, what if he got shot in a Chili's parking lot? Oh my God! That'd be perfect. No. <laughs> Getting Dex back on track, like with the, the Dundee incident, it gets Dex back on Trinity, and I like yes. that. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that gets us to the briefing room where Batista reveals that Jonathan Farrow has gone missing, and they just pin it on the assistant. Oh, yes. No, he's probably already affected. Alligators, it's over. Let's forget Just about it, which is it great. Go. Yeah. Then Deb gets up to talk about bludgeonings, and speaking of The Office, yeah. she pulls a full Michael Scott move here because she takes a slideshow of bludgeonings yeah. and shows bludgeoning after bludgeoning after bludgeoning, and then she fits in <laughs> the the bathtub murder, and she's like, oh, no. Wait a second. How did that get in here? And this is, of course, a reference to The Office. Yes. When... Michael is attempting to seduce a client and showing her printers. And every few slides, yeah. it's just a Michael Scott picture. Yeah. Of like his beautiful blue eyes. No, his Shrek green eyes. Shrek green eyes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, so good. And yeah. So then, of course, LaGuerta demands to hear the whole Trinity story. Mm-hmm. And Deb tells it beautifully. And you really see this was a very well orchestrated thing by Deb. Oh, she thought it out all the way through. Looking at her development over the last few years, this is her poker face. This is uh, uh, not going over your pimp. This is, you know, it's all of the lessons that she's learned. All of it. And it's amazing. Ah, she's so good. She is so good at what she does. Also, I think this is the first time that we see her presenting, Mm -hmm. you know, anything in the big boy briefing room. I think so. oof, she, she does a very, very good job. Deb lays it all out. Like, she tells him everything, including that Trinity shot her in Dundee. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Outside the briefing room, Deb is super psyched because it worked, and Dex calls her a tigress awkwardly. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's off the whole episode, and I love it. He's very rattled. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Now, before we completely move on, in the briefing room, Mm -hmm. when uh, Batista was... You know, addressing everybody. He had addressed Sodaquist, mm-hmm. and his partner, Yale? Who the fuck Listen. is Officer Yale? All right. Where the fuck is Ramos? Ramos is deep undercover, okay? <laughs> he's, he, he's he's doing the Ramos uh, spinoff. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's him and Barbara, right? Is that... <laughs> I like to think that maybe this show connects to other shows oh, on yeah. Showtime, kind of like how Brooklyn Nine-Nine did a crossover with New Girl. Yeah, yeah. M- maybe Ramos is over on Ray Donovan. <laughs> maybe it's like a shared thing, and there's like season four, two of uh, yeah. Ray Donovan. Ramos comes in, and it's just a nice little connective tissue. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so as Dex is leaving, he gets a little bit of an interrogation from Quinn, being like, oh, another off-campus lunch, of course. You're always off-campus. So oh, my God. That's happening. Oh, we cut to Trinity praying on his ugly, boring old man coffin. No! And I, seriously, my coffin would be so much cooler. I would have at least painted it or put some varnish on it, you, you, you 
pig. It, it, oh, <laughs> it is very plain. That is it's an sure. old. It's the oldest man <laughs> coffin I've ever seen. It, there's no. There's not even a name. There's no. There's no etchings. It's just a box. Just I would have put streamers. I would have put yeah. stickers. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe some sparklers. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, some American flags, but not in a patriotic way. Oh no! Like like when you drape it over the funeral, like over, when you drape it over the coffin. I oh, want sure. tiny party sized American flags that you would see it. You know, just uh-huh. little little ones that you put them all over the place. Oh my god! It'd be great. <laughs> just lining the whole coffin. Yeah, sparklers, yeah. the whole thing. Oh my god! Maybe there's a banana split Sunday on top. Ooh, I you like know? that. Thank you. I like that. And the day of your funeral, fireworks. 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 Um, fireworks. <laughs> you know they do cowboy hats now. <gasps> anyway, outside the Mitchells, Dex pulls up to see Jonah washing the car, and Rebecca's watering the lawn, and Trinity is all bubbly and back to normal. Yeah, he's just having time with his family, right? Well, Dex is initially wowed by Trinity's flip. Wondering if he really is able to move on like that, you know? Oh, yeah. And Arthur kind of snaps at Jonah, but Dex chalks it up to a normal family drama. Because, right. yeah, Jonah's washing the car, and uh, Arthur, well, if there's, you're going to do it, do it the right way. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and that's, that's kind of a typical, yeah. you know, old man thing to say. So, okay, okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sally comes out with lemonade and reveals that Arthur's going on another out of town for Walls Build, and Dex is shocked that it's so soon. Yeah, understandably so. I thought the cycle was over. Yeah. Back at Dexter's lab, Deb comes in revealing that there is a conflict working a case that she is a victim on and is no longer on the Trinity case. Oh, and she is understandably extremely pissed. I love when Dex attempts to reassure her by saying, well, now you're freed up to help the department in so many ways. <laughs> Deb just, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I brought the biggest case, like, in the history of cases. Right. And, and fuck you, you're yeah. comforting me with, now I just have so much time to help? I really, off. I again, love the, how off Dexter is. It's great. Yeah, he is. Woof. Well, Dex, that makes a discovery. And he finds his nerd convention. He's going to go to a nerd convention. Yay! So that he can be away for the weekend, too. Yes, so it is a weather convention. But we cut to Dex starting to, like, speak tongues at La Huerta and Rita. But it's, like, the nerd version of speaking tongues. Yeah, yeah. Like, instead of, like, You are the one in the unholy place. You know? (laughs) It's, like, it's, it's more like... Pi is 3.142689. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I, I thought it had a that the same kind of energy as like a teenage boy going up to his mom and naming all of the reasons why he should get an Xbox. Yes. <laughs> like that was exactly the kind this of exactly attitude. Why, this is the presentation on why I need a dog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Rita chalks up his nerdiness as devotion to the family. And, ooh, yeah, Dex gets screwed here. Because Rita agrees to watch the kids during Dex's nerd convention. She's like, I'll watch the kids this weekend. But can you watch the kids every Tuesday for yoga? And I'm like, don't take the deal. That's a, right. that's two days against forever. Yeah. Like oh my a God. weekly thing. It's <laughs> not fair and balanced. 
<laughs> oh my god! But no, good, good for, good for Rita. And I love yes. that Dexter's reaction to that is like, "Ooh, I can't murder people on Tuesday nights." Mm. Well, we'll, 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 we'll work around that. We'll, we'll, we'll take a break and circle back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Later, Dex is packing for his out-of-town kill, and he's bringing various kill tools, but he does uh, make sure to include the hammer. Yes. Arthur Mitchell's sexy, bloody, bloody hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's bring that along with uh, whatever he's doing this weekend. Meanwhile, Trinity is also getting ready for his trip by taking the final ashes from Vera's urn with him. Ooh, and I find that really interesting that he did have this timeline. Like, he really did give himself a deadline of, okay, with the last bit of her ashes, that's when I'm done, too. Sure, but how much did he designate... To, so I'm sure there were some days he he brought more ash. Oh, sure. Didn't lick his finger and put it on. He just kind of poured it. Like, I'm sure he had off days. It's been 30 years. It's been so long. Well, and like, how much of her ashes are just in random places? Because he, you know, like like some of it got stuck on the outside of his little bottle that he brings. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, 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 like, the in-between, of course. Yeah, like, there's pieces of Vera everywhere. Yeah, it's not... Not good. No. Put your sister away. Put her back in the jar. <laughs> Just don't don't touch her. The next day, Dex catches Arthur after school and tries to bum a ride to Tampa. Arthur tries to shake him off, but Dex convinces him with a lot of that like generosity of spirit and I need your help. You're you're the only one. He goes full Princess Leia on him. To yeah. the point of it works for the scene. Yeah. But again, out of context, you're like, do either what what does Arthur think is happening? Right? Because he's having a whole other movie. Yes, he is. This this is this episode is his Tony Stark in Iron Man 2, where ah. he's dying of the palladium poisoning. So oh, he's yeah. giving away all his stuff and he's just he's getting ready to die. Yeah. And that's this is Arthur's thing. So he's in a completely different place. But then we also, of course, Dexter being a serial killer, we're in his POV. And I don't know what either of them thinks is happening. I know. When he's like, I need your help. You're the only one. I'm like, this is a school teacher. Yeah, it's like, like this is just some random yeah, deacon that exactly. you just met one day. But yes, Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, and also particularly during this episode, because it's so heavy on, you know, Arthur's backstory and stuff. Yes. Like, you, you see Dexter... Okay, of all of his personas, mm-hmm. this one... It just feels so sloppy in yeah. a way. Oh, it is. It's like it's like the most pathetic and the most desperate. Yeah. He's like, um, well, I feel like there are elements that he should have just named this character instead of Kyle Butler. He should have just been called, hi, my name's Angel Batista. I'm a sad, <gasps> divorced man. I don't know what to do with my time. I never see my kids. I just need to get out of my head. I'm so sad all the time. Can't stay in here. I need your help, Arthur. So, yeah, it's clearly based off of Batista. And that oh, yeah. is a... Uh... So sad. Well, at least he didn't base it off of Vince. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to get Dex just making, yeah, terrible jokes. And I, I'm into it. No, that that just reminds me of the junkie eating Oreos when he goes and go. sees Freebo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's oh, fun. my God. Back at the precinct, oh, I'm just calling the collective team uh-huh. Metro now, when it's just all of them. I think that's more than fair. Uh, back at the precinct, Metro's going over the case as Deb is eavesdropping. Yeah! Again, I'm... speaking of tact and all of the tact that she learned, 
like again, nothing. Uh, not not in a uh, like a weakening way. It just shows how much how strong she is here. Oh. I'm sure that yeah, of course, if this had happened in season one, season two, Deb would have been distraught. She'd be in the bathroom, uh, just just trying to compose herself and just yeah, so furious. And I love that now she has the tact and the poker face oh. to be in the same room and non-verbally give Quinn clues on oh, how to solve this. Uh, my uh, favorite of which, of course, is when. Uh, she's doing the DNA swab, yeah, like sweep, and it looks like a BJ. It's, it's a little too tongue in cheek. Am and I right? Well, well, well played. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Quinn was very on board. <laughs> Immediately, he's like, "No." I know he didn't think it was real, and I know that he, you know, but there was a. I think there was a moment of there. He's like, "Oh shit, yeah." She also non-verbally suggests to do this over Thanksgiving weekend. And yes. again, I love this Quinn. Oh this, my this Quinn God. is the best Quinn. He has hair. He's tan. He's yeah. wearing appropriate colors. Yes. He lost the gold chain. Yes. Or if it is, it, it works. I don't know. It's maybe just not so big. I love his... <laughs> Noticeable of a chain. But no. no, I love this entire scene. He is like laughing yeah. too. Like I love how like he's just like. <laughs> and and they all know. Yeah, of course. They all yeah. know, and I think that's part of why he's okay with like laughing a little bit, where he's just absolutely. Like, uh, 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 weekends is bad because of Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? Right. Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, uh, Batista offers to help Laguerta find money in the budget, and she agrees. <laughs> but if they do it in the briefing room, because as Angel puts it, it's out in the open. Right. Yeah. They don't want to sneak kisses or be cute oh my because, you know, we're all in high school right now. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, two serial killers go on a road trip. They chat for a bit and then they stop at a road stop where Dex tells Arthur about his botched kill. And he basically says it was a hunting accident. Oh, what a classic Dexter double meaning. Yeah. <laughs> Ar- Arthur says that Dex's guilt is what separates us from the animals. And I'm like, I don't think that's true, because, like, my dogs are only guilty. I know! <laughs> you just look at them a certain way, and then, they're like, I'm so sorry. And, like, you, you don't even know. You, you don't even know. You didn't even do anything. So they, they can feel regret without making a mistake. That's, that's it, right? That's there. what separates us from them. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Dexter's motel, he gets a call from Deb. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, 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 hello. Yes, Hello. Uh, Deb wants to look at the Tarla Grant suicide to see if there's any ash smudges. Nice. And she also tells Dex about the DNA sweeps. Yes, good very good. My favorite was when Deb wanted Dex to tell the weatherman, Sunny Skies, he has a stupid name. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> he does have a stupid name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, if your if your name is Robert truck driver i mean what are yeah. you what else are you gonna do well i mean i hate to say because this is, this is our first podcast and we've we've been only been doing it for a little bit but i don't think we've talked about it but our last name is podcast <laughs> everyone calls me johnny podcast that's who i am right so, and it took you 30 years to finally realize oh <laughs> yeah. i can podcast well no i i just put that together too shit <laughs> LaGuerta pulls her hair down dramatically and out of frustration, you know, and like that, like sexy, like, oh, I'm a librarian. No way. <laughs> and it's just so over the top. I see what they're going for. 
but this would work if it was a will they won't they and we cared yes They're, it's it, like it's yeah. exactly what we were saying in one of our other yeah. episodes where yeah it's just it's all sexual tension but that's, that's it. all it is yeah i don't i'm just not as invested as i would like to be yeah. and with how much you show these two going at it I wish I was more emotionally invested. Oh, and it, well, and it is good because they both lead such sad lives. Give them all the sex. Give them bags of sex. Give they... them just laundry bags full of sex. Take it. Take all you want. Hump every day. But I don't need to be involved. I know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Quinn stumbles in drunk, and he and a bunch of officers donate vacation days to help pay for the shit. I love it. Also, uh, Quinn is amazing at playing drunk. He's so good at it. it Every is, time. <laughs> it's so hard to play drunk convincingly and appropriately in the right level. Yeah. He, he nails it every time. If it's Dexter's bachelor party, if yeah. it's here, if they're just going out for drinks, fucking love Quinn. And He's also, so great at being hung over that guy. Oh my God. It's oh, so good. What would you say if LaGuerta... And Angel hug because they're happy about the news, about the vacation days. Yeah. But then LaGuerta gets up and kind of leaves awkwardly because of the hug. And mm-hmm. then she's like, no. And she like locks it. She's like, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hump you tonight. But oh, my God. Would you like, uh, would you like an order of uh, table humps? Ooh. Table humps or a party of two? Oh, uh, I think they'll take it. Those, um, el, those passions. I will that have. couple over there. I'll have what they're having. We could oh. do this all day. Okay. <laughs> Christine Hill shows up at Quinn's place, and she's like, I have a rough job, and it, I'm worried I'm going to get fired because my boss told me he's going to fire me. And Quinn was like, I can't perform sexually right now, so perhaps <laughs> let's not do this. And she gets super offended, being like, I came here for emotional support, jackass. You know? Ah, uh, yeah. But here's my question. What is the difference between cops and reporters when it comes to workload? Because a cop gets crimes as they come in. Right. A journalist writes about crimes as they come in. Right. A cop, a journalist shouldn't be penalized for not cracking a story in the same way like Deb wouldn't get in trouble if they didn't solve a case. There are dozens, hundreds of unsolved Miami Metro cases. Oh, yeah. They talk about it all the time. That's just a part of the job. Right. So why is uh, Christine getting in trouble for being like, you're not getting a story? And she's like, well, there's not anything here. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like, it's a weird double standard there that you're like, well, cops are fine to just do their best, but reporters have these, like, outrageous... And I don't know if this is real. This probably isn't. It's probably a terrible editor. Maybe she's a terrible writer, and the... The boss has been trying to get rid of her for years. Again, another spinoff. Yeah. Another, you there know, six-episode miniseries, the Christine Hill reporter story. <gasps> yes. And she's, she's <laughs> the just Hill not, report. She's just not that good. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, it, that's an odd reason to get fired. But I Yeah, like, I, I agree with you. If you have a good writer and she only writes, you know, particular types of stories, if mm-hmm. they don't have something to write about yep. why get mad at her yeah it's, go yeah. over to the, the all of the the crime and the, all the junkies that you know and be like hey do more crime do more crime junkies because my, my reporter needs to write about it that's what i would do as an editor i would just walk the alleyways like <laughs> kicking the shoes of the people laying there just like come on 
Get to crime, junkies. That's right. Do more crime. We need we need to read. Entertain us, junkies. We need stories. And the stories need to happen now. Get a job, Grouch. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. While getting consoled by Quinn, Christine sees info on the DNA swabs, and she leaves. So she's, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm knowing things I shouldn't. Oh, boy. Dex woke up early to establish his alibi. Um, and wants to just go to the convention, and he runs into Arthur in the parking lot, a very giddy dancing Arthur. Oh my goodness. So, I love giddy Arthur Mitchell. Like, yeah. he's the cutest thing, but he's also still terrifying. Like, Arthur Mitchell dancing reminds me of, like, a like a really old, like, battle-scarred grizzly bear that's just, like, playing with a beach ball. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. It's like, okay, but that's still a grizzly bear. <laughs> you you like that because it's just his character from Third Rock from the Sun. That is true. Dick Solomon is 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 a goofball, uh, but he's an alien, which is like terrifying. Kind of scary. It's scary. He's yeah. here to conquer the world. <laughs> but he's all dancing and you he's know, so cute. Dancing <laughs> a what, river dance or whatever, yeah, whatever happened in that show. Uh, meanwhile, back at the precinct, Deb is staring into Lundy's cold, dead eyes, and oh. then he died. And it's a joke because he always had cold, dead eyes. No. But yeah, no, she's looking into his his morgue photo. Yeah. And she's like talking to it. She's like, "I'm gonna do this for you, Frankie boy." You know. That's right. Hashtag boy. Dundee. Hashtag forever. You yeah. Know? You heard of you heard of the forever purge? Oh yeah, yeah. The forever Dundee. The th- that's them together. They got this right. But later, she's doing the same thing to his to his badge. Oh yeah, and I'm you're like, right. That's better. That's much better. Why are we doing? What are you, what are you doing with this? Maybe she was just she had to look at it, and then also was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm going to solve this." But probably the badge yeah. was better. I agree with that. Quinn has issues taking order from orders from Deb. You know, like she, she's trying to pilot the the situation. Uh-huh. But, yeah. And Quinn goes to talk to Masuka, where they talk about the Thanksgiving shit and all, everything that's going on. And Masuka brings up Lila, because Quinn obviously never knew about Lila. And yeah. apparently, yeah, Vince spills the beans, which mm-hmm. is just, yeah, it's one of those kind of crazy Dexter moments of, oh, yeah, Lila. I'm not going anywhere. Not Rita. Not Rita. I'm your soulmate. <laughs> God, I miss doing accents. I know. This is the problem with it being in Miami. Everybody just speaks like us. You don't know what the fuck you're the talking fuck? about. Hey, forget about no, no, no. <laughs> I, I have three Pauls left. I can use for the end of the show. I went through my, my pack of twenty so quickly. Way too quickly. <laughs> so I got, I got three more Paul references before the end of the show. That's right. I'll count them. No. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Elliot Forehead shows up at Rita's with the kids, and he does a. Uh, do you remember the movie Jingle All the Way? I know you do, but to the to the listener, yes, start Arnold Schwarzenegger attempting to get an action figure for his son Anakin Skywalker. And <laughs> it was it. I really, I legitimately, unironically like this movie. It's it, a fun movie. It's a good. It's a good Thanksgiving Christmas movie. Yes, it is. And in it, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a father, and he's working hard, and he doesn't have time for family. So Phil Hartman comes in as the neighbor to be like. Hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not here. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll do the thing. Yeah. And um, put the cookie down. Yes, exactly. Put the cookie down. Do it now. <laughs> yes, very good. And yeah. So anyway, that's what's happening with with Elliot 
forehead. Yes. Is there like, Dexter's not here. And Elliot's like, I'll do the dad. I'll yes. be the dad. <laughs> I'm your new father. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cody, wouldn't you like that? Oh, my God. You could go to Disneyland every day, buddy. Disneyland. Arthur and Dex arrive at Arthur's old family home. Oh, my God. And they just barge in. Yes, they do. That, that poor family that's just sitting there like, what the fuck? I, I really love how, of course, there are protests. Then the two guys go upstairs and the protests fade. I know it's because they're going to call the police, but I love that they gave us the moment in the bathroom and we weren't like, stop it, shut up, I'm trying to listen. Right, right. It's like, hold on, some serious backstory yeah. is happening right now. They they did their part perfectly. Oh, it was very good. Um, also, when they were going into the house, mm-hmm. Dexter didn't know where they were going. Yeah. And and as soon as they open the door and Arthur Mitchell is just so, like, very yeah. quickly, just like, hello, oh. I'm, I'm Arthur Mitchell and this is Kyle Butler. I grew up in this house. Yeah, the look on Dexter's face is just like, <gasps> holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you say that he didn't know where they were going, but I think it was pretty clear it was Arthur's family home when you saw the, the dead mom that had clearly jumped to her death in the driveway. And then when, I think when they were walking, like, on the lawn, yeah. there was, like, a man who had, like, a hammer in his head. Oh, yeah. So there was, that like, might've... just a huge pool of blood and a lot of blood in the bathroom. Those... No, I didn't even catch that. That's for the rewatch. <laughs> Oh. That's for the, yeah, second time around. I'm Night Shyamalan, baby. Now I get it. <laughs> you catch all of the little Easter eggs. Ooh. So Arthur, okay, no. <laughs> Arthur tells Dex about the bathroom incident, and he goes into that full boy innocence mode. Oh, my God. Just being back to being 10 years old. It's and captivating. We talk about his peep, him peeping Tom on his sister, mm. who got spooked by him, fell, and cut her leg. When she fell into the, the, the shower door. Yeah. And it killed her. Arthur's parents blamed him. Um, oh. Her mother killing herself. And the father, uh, his father was incredibly abusive. Verbally, emotionally, and physically. Until Arthur uh, seemingly killed him with a hammer. Yes. There it is. Which, wow. Woo! There is a... <clears throat> there's a lot to unpack there. That's a childhood. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I will tell you that. That's a oh my hell of a god! Thing. But yeah, so he was ten when his sister Vera died. Yes, and that means that he had to have been maybe around twelve or thirteen when he mm. killed his dad. Well, so like, no wonder he has just like his core self has just been so attached to this, you know, young preteen sure mental state. Is that is a hell of a thing to go through when you're so young? Sure, I, I'm wondering though why. We didn't see Lundy in the flashbacks, or like, like he wasn't mentioned, because we we I'm still pretty certain they're brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's of what this the, the FBI agent versus the <laughs> versus the serial killer All brother. All white men are related. Well, they they look the same. <laughs> they, they have the same hair. Oh God. <laughs> during the previously on, during the previously on, they were like, "Do you remember the Dundee incident?" And when he fell, I was like, "Oh yeah, they look exactly the fuck the same." <laughs> Look, Arthur had never told anyone this. Not the Lundy shit. We all know that. The the bathroom shit. Yeah. And when Dex is like, why the fuck did you tell me? He's like, because we're both responsible for the death of an innocent. Yeah. It's not just you, it's me. We share that. And Arthur's final line of like holding Dex in close and be like, 
feel better, it's fucking properly chilling. Oh my god, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of times... <gasps> in, there are a lot of times in the show where... Um, or a lot, a lot of shows where a serial killer is threatening, but maybe yes. not scary. Not that underlining kind of like, oh shit. Yeah. And that, yeah, I think Arthur really uh, does that well. Oh my god. Chilling. Chilling! Anyway, they leave the house before the homeowners call the police, which gets us to Christine Hill interrogating Deb about the DNA swabs, sweeps. I don't know which one it is. The swab sweeps. I think I'm thinking of cotton swab and it's DNA sweep. So I'm going right. to swip swap those all throughout. <laughs> uh, Deb takes pity on Christine Hill and gives her that hero piece interview, which is oh, good. So ho- ho- hooray. That's huge. Uh, Dex takes Arthur to the hotel cafe that is at his nerd convention. And I'm so fucking in love with his multiple personas yes. and, and dealing with like, hey, I know a wonderful place. And it was just so he could check in at the convention center. It's and it was genius. fucking brilliant. Um, he checks in, gets a photo with sunny skies, gets a great fucking alibi. It yeah. reminds me of, and again, um, I think that this is just going to be a part of the drinking game for this podcast. Yeah. Anytime we bring up The Office, just, oh take, just take a drink. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> but this reminds me of Jim yeah. when he, he goes to Robert California's house. <gasps> and he's the master at going into a party uh, getting in and getting out, and then you yes. get stuck the whole time. <laughs> and yeah, it reminds me of, of that alibi of like, you got to get the photo, you got to get over here. Good. Sends it to Rita. But guess what? What? Uh, Rita is not uh, picking up the phone oh because she's flirting with Elliot Forehead, who's chasing her around with a fish head, and the kids are laughing, and they're being a really good family. Oh my God. It's like the most family moment we've ever seen in this whole show. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yes, because I think second place was the lemonade stand from season one. So there, there you, you go. go. Oh, my God. When Dex gets back to the restaurant, Arthur is pestering a family and being super weird about it. Oh, my God. Again, chilling. Holy shit. I, I, I think this is the part where I would uh, definitely compare him to that Tony Stark, again, in Iron Man 2, where <laughs> he's, he, he, he's going to die, so he's giving away all his stuff, yeah. and he's just doing, you know, yeah. Like, he's just there. He's like, no, this is what you got to know. Don't, come on. And just yeah. being a weird, I'm about to die guy. Just, like, manic. Well, and also, uh, because it is John Lithgow, um, I, okay, I, I had mentioned before that I used to be a CNA. Yes. And that was at nursing homes. Yes. And I actually did work a lot with people with Alzheimer's. That's how we met. And then... <laughs> I had to remind John over and over again who I am. Hi, I'm John. (laughs) Who are you? Continue. Alzheimer's not funny. Please don't joke about it. Oh, my God. Please don't. (laughs) Dear Lord. Anyway, John Lithgow plays a character in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Where he has Alzheimer's. He does, yes. And there are moments, uh, again, just John Lithgow, he fucking nails it. But in that movie, he had he's really, really good at portraying, like, realistic Alzheimer's fits. You know, like, just sure. the, those moments where yeah. you're just panicking. And I really got a lot of that sense in this scene, too. Yeah. Like, just that same kind of acting chops where it's just like, okay, no, clearly th- there's something wrong with this guy. He's not, you know, all the way there, but it's, he's really creeping me out. Get him the fuck off. Yeah, his performance in Planet of the Apes, or Rise of the Planet of the Apes, is 
uh, stellar. I love those three. I love the circus oh. movies. I love all of them. What am I saying? All of them, including yeah, we Mark love Wahlberg. I like Mark Wahlberg's. Yes, sue me. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun for sure. But yeah, no, I love all the apes movies, and yeah, particularly what what blows me away is when you when you go see a movie like that, and well, I guess those ones. Oh, I'm not those. Um, I'm blown away by his performance in that movie, and I love him in this. He's yeah. a very deliberate actor, and I love it. It's fantastic. Um, well, they leave after a bit because they're being weird. And Deb is looking at files in the precinct bathroom when LaGuerta comes in humming. And they have a mutual, so it is decided, neither of us will inquire about the other person's secrets. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> okay. I love that shit. And I like the bathroom moments between LaGuerta and Deb. I like it too. It's, yeah, it's again showing that rapport that they, they've built with each other over the years. Yeah. And, it, yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> when Deb bends over because she dropped her file, she notices that her wound is weird. So she rushes over to, it's Dexter's lab and Masuka's in it while he's away. And they science her gunshot yeah. trajectory until they realize Trinity couldn't have shot her. Nope. He's too tall to be riding that roller coaster. Because you must be this tall to shoot Deb. That's right. Um, the shooter was someone Masuka's height. Yes. And I really wish, like, at that moment, like, Deb looks at him, she's, and, or uh, Masuka steps down, and he's like, someone would have been <gasps> my height. And then yeah. she's like, oh, my God. And I wanted him to be like, and it was my height. And he pulls out another gun. Oh, my God. And he's like, I didn't get the job finished. And he shoots, and there's Masuka. <laughs> The whole time it was Masuka. <laughs> Shooting. Well, that's why That's why Lundy looked so confused. Right. I did like the, <laughs> I did like the line that Deb had of, uh, Lundy would have reacted to some old guy kneeling behind me. Perfect. Because but, yes, of course he would. But if you look back to the Dundee scene, the last look of puzzlement on oh. uh, Lundy's face yeah. could have been Vince. Could have been like, is that Vince Masuka? And then, what is Vince Masuka doing here? Exactly. We figured it out. Arthur and Dex return from the hardware store, and I love that Dex snuck in some actual kill room supplies, like plastic sheeting. Again, genius! Dexter is like, okay, maybe he was a little bit off earlier, but yeah. he's on his game now. Rita and Elliot Forehead are drinking too much and alone when Rita describes her younger self as a dress-over-the-head party girl. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, I mean, that seems appropriate, Mrs. Ackerman. Yeah, right? Huh? That's right. And anyone who hangs out with Paul, who, like, is courting Paul, mm -hmm. that is a dress-over-the-head oh, party girl. Do you think that's how it happened? You, you think, that, you think that, that Rita courted Paul? Like, okay. she saw Paul at a party, and she's like, um, They were courting each other. Ex excuse me, sir. Um, I guess she's also, like, 17. I don't know. It's, kinda, it's, it's, it's a murky situation in her life. But um, she'd definitely been married. And then she goes up to Paul at a party. Yeah. And what if Paul was super sophisticated? Oh. And it was, uh, he was going to law school to get his degree. <laughs> oh like, he was God. going for it. And then Rita's the one that, like, yeah, it was the babies. The babies. The, the kids turned him to crime. Oh, my God. It's Let Cody's fault. lesson. No. Or Aster's fault. So Aster's fault. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. We solved the mystery of Paul. <laughs> oh, he did it all for family. And that actually tracks. Oh, except for the rapes, <laughs> except for the rapes and some of the beatings. But like yeah, the yeah. the the intention you can see was there if the execution didn't work. 
But yay, we oh did it. Oh my god, we figured it out. Mm, we're pretty good at this. Dear uh, Lord. But in, uh, with, with that aside, I really wish I could have partied with that Rita. Like She sounds like fun. Ooh. <laughs> Elliot Forehead says that she's totally charming, and Rita sees the warning signs and bails a little bit, which is good for her. Yes, it is good. Dex prepares his kill room, and I like Deb's photo being up. And also, Lundy gets two photos. Oh, he got two photos? Yeah, he gets the dead morgue photo and then, like, an actual Lundy photo. And it was nice because the actual Lundy photo was next to the Deb photo. Yeah. And it's because he's so old that you need two pictures to accurately have people understand how ancient Uh this man is. Just, wow. It's like an old, it's like Stonehenge. You don't know why. You don't know why, but you're just like, wow. Look at that. That's old. (laughs) For an episode so focused on the I killed the wrong guy motif. Oh, yeah. um, Dex is, again, we know this because Trinity didn't shoot Lundy. Technically, he was going to make another mistake. You know what I mean? Because he's killing Trinity for Deb. Mm -hmm. But if that's not related, then what the fuck? It's just, it's so sloppy from Dexter's point of view and he doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't. He's not vetting people. He's not trying to figure things out. He's just, yeah, spinning too many plates. He definitely is. Dex goes to M99 Arthur, but he's gone. Uh, Dex tracks Arthur to the four walls build, and Arthur's going to jump to kill himself, but he's not just going to, like, suicide. There's, like, some poles down there. Yeah, like, It it was going to be bloody. It reminded me of in uh, Matrix Revolutions when... uh, Neo and Trinity are heading to the machine sitting. Yeah. They get up to see the sky to avoid the machines, uh. and then they come back down and crash into the machine city. Yeah. And when they do, Neo's, Neo has been blind, so he can't see it. But then you, like, feel, and Trinity has all those rods through her. Oh, yeah! And it, it's, like, those types of rods, and I'm like, that's a bad way to go, man. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fucking, I hope that would have been quick. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's... Try to land on your head or something. If he's Uh. even half the age of Lundy, when he hit the ground, he would have just, like, turned into dust. Just... Where'd he go? Much like Vera. Because (gasps) she's made of ashes, too. Oh, my God. We're doing it. Oh, and also spoilers for Matrix Revolutions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dex gets greedy, and he saves Arthur's life. And he, like, legitimately, like, no, I want to kill you. Like, not like this. Yeah. And I love that... um, Arthur isn't holding on at all, and Dexter has a double grip, because you don't see that a lot. A lot of times, it's one hand to one hand gripping. Yes. Like in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Okay, you have the one grip, and then one person's slipping, and then that's how it goes. So I like that Dexter had the strength to hold two hands, while, um, and I really like the, yeah, John Lithgow not holding on. Like, no, just fucking drop me. Yeah, he was like, no, just let go, let go. Oh my God. Dexter's about to let go. When a hundred people come from below to help Arthur. Mr. Speaking of mistakes, if he had M99'd him, there are a hundred people downstairs. And he didn't drive here. He walked. He walked. What were you going to do? John Lithgow is like twice Michael C. Hall's size. Yeah. What was your plan here, dude? Oh my God. Dexter was all over the Fucking place, man. There were a hundred people. I cannot emphasize that. There were so that. many people. It, it, they just kept coming out. Yes, they did. Oh, my God. It was way too much. 
Yeah, you did not think that one through, Dexter. Ridiculous. Uh, also, mm-hmm. after he he rescues Ar- Arthur Mitchell, and they're Dexter's surrounded by people getting congratulated yeah. for his good deed. There is this one extra <laughs> who, who comes up to Michael C. Hall, and he does that little like, "Yeah, good job, buddy!" Like kind of like a little mm-hmm. a little punch to his stomach. Yeah, but <laughs> you you can tell that. His fist didn't even like make contact with Michael oh, sure. C. Hall because yeah. it was just like one of those things that the the extra was just trying something new. <laughs> oh sure, but then didn't want to get fired, and also yeah. it's background artist. Oh my god, I'm sorry, you ancient, uh, unpc'd <laughs> person. So sorry. But yes, no, I love when I love when extras kind of go for it, but then don't follow through all the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Michael C. Hall's face, like I don't think he even saw that extra or sure. background artist that well, was right there. Like, he just, like, didn't even flinch nothing. <laughs> I have another question about the time of this, because Dexter goes in to kill Arthur. Yeah. And Arthur's gone. But then it's clearly morning, and I just can't... I don't think Dex would have killed Trinity in a motel room in the morning, unless that is just another example of how he's fucking it all up. I... A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but interesting. Because it was it super early. and He, he oh. was able to sneak on to kill and dispose of a body on a cruise ship in like four hours. Right? So. He was able to leave his stepson Cody on a camping trip, go kill Pharaoh, and come back in time to make pancakes. Yeah. Like, well, what are you doing? Come well, on, Dexter. You're just setting up the kill room, my friend. All right, look. Back at the briefing room. Deb tells Metro Trinity did not shoot her, so she's back to being lead on Trinity, and Batista is in charge of the Dundee shooting. Woo! Uh, Batista leans on the hump table, and it breaks, and oh. they and they giggle because they're like, "That's we had sex on that, and oh it fell." God. So good thing it didn't do that last night. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Just be adults and have sex at home. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just just. Uh, what are you doing? It's like, what are you doing having sex on a, well, and on a table that you're going to use the no, next day? It's just well, a little gross. Yeah, I don't think that, well, sure. I'm sure they Cloroxed it. <laughs> That's not my issue there, but sure, the, the germs from their butts. That's <laughs> Deb has Lundy's badge, which we had mentioned earlier, and uh, yep, that's, that's, I was going to rant here, but I ranted earlier. Dex and Arthur are making the, their way back home. And Arthur's like, look, hey, dude, seriously, I'm fine. Like, don't even worry about it. And, like, don't fret. Don't like, worry about it. Yeah. And I and he also assures Dexter he won't say anything about the botched hunting kill as well. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he was very much just a. Yeah. No, I was confused. I'm not anymore. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that. But, yeah, the traffic is backed up because of the DNA swabs. And Dex tells Arthur about it, and Arthur turns around. And my question is, can you do that? Uh, I don't think you can do that now. Okay. I think back then, they weren't so strict. Sure, (laughs) sure. But I, yeah, like I feel fairly certain that that's the thing you can't do now. I don't think it's like against the rules, though. Because if you're like, oh, there's a better way to do that. You know, it's not against the rules to avoid like, like construction to try to oh, avoid the thing. Sure. So there is something there, but you do think that you would have one cop that would be like, 
hey, I'm going to follow the people that leave so that we can clearly, those are guilty people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, or, if or you, something. You can at least like write down their plates yeah. and look them up later. If you're wanted for murder and you see a police checkpoint, yeah. you're going to assume it's for you. So anyway, uh, that's, that's fun. I don't know if you can do that. But <laughs> Dex contemplates what it means to be human and it ends with, uh, wait, do you think that, wait, does that make me human? Aww. He looks da- down. He looks down, and his empty donut box oh, is yeah. full of donuts. And he's like, "Oh my god! What? Is this like me?" Oh there you go. God. That is that's the episode. We did the whole thing. Wow! There it is. Holy shit! Yeah, we're getting th- these episodes are going to be a bit longer because season four is awesome, and we, we have just, lots to talk about. But yes. I love this episode. I love the Trinity road trip. Oh my god! And really seeing like fully behind the curtain of. Arthur Mitchell is sure. intriguing as fuck. I do think this is definitely an episode that I enjoy on a rewatch. I think yeah. the first time that I watched it, it's just so bizarre. And you're like, what is anything? What is anything? Yes. Why aren't you killing him? What is happening? And I think that, yeah, when, when you can sit back and just see it all happen, you're like, that's some weird shit. Yeah. When you have the perspective of it. Um, that's the word. Thank yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, but yeah, seeing Kyle Butler and their yeah, it's a really strange dynamic between the two of them. And they both pull it off so fucking well. And, oh, yeah, I love this episode. I love this arc. And yep. the rest of this season is just stellar. Yes. We have so, so, so much to talk about. I'm legitimately wondering if we should do a full season spoiler chat at Ooh. the end of seasons or not. You know, because I yeah. just, I, we have so much to talk about in the finales. But then I want to be like, let's talk about everything. Let's talk about Brian and Lila and all this shit. Yeah. But then I don't want to. I don't want like a two-hour episode. Uh, so yeah, I'm wondering yeah, maybe just like season four spoiler app. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll think I, about it. Well, we'll definitely think about it, and we'll let you guys know what we decide. Yeah, but good. Thank yeah. you. When you're, cool. you would you like to wrap us up? I would love to. Yes. Thank you guys again so so much for listening to us and supporting us. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to contact us. Our email address is tilldeathdoeswatch at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the socials. We'd love to chit-chat with you guys. And that's it. That's all we got. Yes. Okay. So we will see you guys next time for episode nine. Yes. Oh, it's a good one, guys. Stick around. Don't forget, if you're going to be a peeping Tom, just don't kill your sister. That's right. Don't don't spook her. Yes. I don't like that ending. <laughs>